Welcome back. Uh, thank you very much. This is now six minutes past five in the afternoon. Uh, you're with Radio Veritas, the Catholic radio station, Archbishop William Slattery. Now, yesterday, the 26th of July, going back for almost 2,000 years, the Church has remembered the beautiful parents of Mary, the mother of God, the mother of Jesus himself, that is, St. Joachim and St. Anne. And for us in South Africa, of course, and in many parts of the world, the Feast of St. Anne is of great significance because one of the wonderful families in our church here is are, are, are the women of Saint Anne, Umtlanganok Anna, and uh, you know uh, already in the early church in the second century in uh, in Jerusalem, people were already remembering Joachim and Anne. They are not mentioned in the present Bible, but they are remembered from the very second century. I mean, after the year one hundred. Uh, St. Jerome speaks about her with great affection and also St. John Damascene writing around the year 700 in Jerusalem, part of the monastery there, uh, you know, speaking in beautiful tones in yesterday's lesson that the priests were reading uh, for themselves in their office, uh, praising uh, the wonderful task that Anna was given uh, to be able to hold Mary, to raise her, to speak her prayers to her and to rejoice with her who was to become the mother of Jesus. Jesus. Now, uh, the women of St. Anne, I greet you all over the country with praise and with thanks. It's wonderful to be able to address you in this way and to rejoice in your presence and to appreciate your role in the church and in the work of God. Before I say anything else, I have the joy of putting before you now Mrs. Mozart, uh, who lives in uh, Kangwane down in Swaziland, who is the national chairperson of the St. Anne. So uh, I've asked uh, Mrs. Mozart as your chairperson for the whole country. I think you're about 70 or 80,000 members throughout the country. Mrs. Mozart, uh, to, to give a message, to give a word of congratulations to you and encouragement. Mrs. Mozart, are you there? Yes, 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 Bishop, I'm, I'm around. How are you? 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 How you? How are 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 you? How you? True Radio Veritas, could you give a nice message uh, to all these wonderful women whom we really praise and we see everywhere? You know, I congratulate you as the chairperson, but say a few words of encouragement to these great ladies. Yes, thank you, Brother Bishop. In fact, first of all, I would like to thank you for such an opportunity. Uh, you know, uh, to just say hi to all the beautiful mothers, yes. the beautiful ladies of St. Anthony, whom I love so much. Yes. Uh, as I've been saying that yesterday, it was the feast of St. Anne and Joachim. It right. was a big feast for us. In fact, it, it, it still continues up to the weekend because that is where uh, most of the diocese will be celebrating this feast. That's uh, right. Inside. That's uh, right. The women will be gathering all over the dioceses. In fact, we have uh, 25 dioceses around the, the Southern African region. And all these ladies will be gathered in, in their dioceses to celebrate uh, this uh, 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 day, this feast of St. Anne and Joachim. 
So uh, what I can say is that these ladies are so committed. They are, In yes. fact, most of them, they're old, old ladies, but you can see the dedication. You can see the love of an end. You can see the commitment. Uh, they're committed uh, to their fidelity. And they love Ustant Anna. Because really, it's our fidelity. That's where we belong. And as we often end, as our motto is saying, let's to serve our families, serve the church, and serve the community. So it is our joy to go out there to serve. And yet, Bishop, when we talk about serving, you serve unconditionally. And what I can say to those ladies, let them do, let them serve without any condition yes. in serving their families, serving the church and the community. And indeed, that is what so many of them do. You know, when I observe them, indeed, there's a tremendous generosity in them. You know, they are not holding back. They are there for the church. They are totally mm-hmm. concerned with their families. I think 70% of families here in Kauteng are held together by a woman, by a granny or a mother. And uh, mm-hmm. among them are so many of the St. Anne's. They are the bond, the link that keeps that whole family together. So really and truly, unconditionally, as you said, is what they do. So thank you very, very much for that message, Mrs. Motsa. I'm sure that I'm Anna as a Jabula Kakulu, Kuzwa Amaziako, Siabon Kakulu. God bless you too yourself. And yeah, Bishop, uh, let me just send this message. Yes. This year, in fact, we are preparing for the 2018 uh, National Convention. As we continue praying uh, during this week, and we had a novena. Uh, for the past uh, nine days, we're praying for the 2018 National Convention. Let them continue and we invite all Catholics to pray with us because our convention will be in Kimberley uh, next year, December 2018, and we invite the Holy Spirit to guide us as we continue the preparations because it is not easy, uh, the Bishop. We are paying a lot of money now in the hotels because we are so many in numbers. And we can't sleep in schools now. That's so right, really, yes. it's demanding. Yes. So if anybody, anyone, our children, our relatives, our community, Catholic community, they should help us, especially in donations, because we are having old ladies who are not working, who are pensioners, but they want to go there. So we're trying by all means to invite everybody, every woman to go there. So we're trying to uh, fundraise uh, and uh, to get some money to subsidize what they will be paying there. So Kimberley 2018, we are going there as in our national convention. So that That's is wonderful. the message I can send out there to our fellow Catholic community. No, I understand that. So just to repeat again, to, uh, to underline what Mrs. Moza is saying, she's the national chairperson. In 2018 in Kimberley, at the end of the year, there will you'll get details, of course, but begin to prepare already and asking help, financial assistance from so many people so that so many members from all over the country will be able to gather mm. there in Kimberley in 2018. So um, mm. that is something to, uh, that you want to fund 
fundraise for, but also something you want to pray about, as you say, to invite the Holy Spirit to guide you. Because really and truly, we need the wisdom of the mamas, of the the gogos uh, throughout the country, really, because we have to stabilize family life. We have to bring the the church, the the message of Jesus, out into people's lives. So, and this is, and you will be one of the chief uh, uh, instruments, if you like, of bringing God's love into the world. So it's going to be an important meeting for you. Is that all now, Mrs. Monson? Hello, Bob. Yes. Did you want to say anything else? That's the chief message. So you've sent a message out to prepare and you've greeted all the Masanta. And I join with you in saying thank you and thank all the Umtangana, wherever they may be, for the work you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Your Excellency. Thank you so much for giving us uh, this time to uh, maybe make our voice to be heard out there. Uh, thank you, but uh, thank you for praying uh, for us always. Thank you, thank you once again. Right. Now, yeah. yeah. Just to go ahead a little bit now, uh, Mrs. Moza, thank her very much for uh, sending that message from Swaziland through radio. Very task. Now, um, uh, you know, when I looked at it yesterday, the gospel given for the. Um, uh, the Feast of St. Anne. I thought it was so suitable, it was so lovely. The Gospel was, and this is a very short Gospel, Jesus said, happy, he said to his disciple, happy are your eyes because they see. Happy are your ears because they hear. I tell you, many prophets and holy men long to see what you see and never saw it, uh, who, uh, who long to hear what you hear and never heard it. And it's true, you know, when you look back to the Old Testament, so many wonderful people, wonderful prophets, Jeremiah and all the prophets, you know, David and the kings, even the patriarchs themselves, all was looking forward to the coming of the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ. And it was Anna and uh, Joachim and their daughter Mary. Remember, uh, in that time, you know, by the age of 16, uh, girls were married in, uh, in, in, in Israel. And so surely Anna was there uh, when Mary gave birth to Jesus. She was still herself a relatively young woman. And so she was able to hold in her arms the, the child of, uh, of Mary, who was the son of God and the son of Mary. She, was, she saw what people have longed to see, what we would love to see, and one day hopefully we will see in heaven Jesus himself. She was able to be there uh, in the rearing of Jesus. So it, it's a beautiful uh, thought and it's a beautiful gospel like that. Uh, they... You remember it goes back a long time to the uh, to David the king in a special way you know when David wanted to build a temple for the Lord well the Lord said no your son will do it but because you have had this thought i promise that your house your kingship will last forever. Now, we know, of course, that because of the sins of his successors and his children down through the years, his descendants, uh, the kingship uh, evaporated. And so the people were very surprised that this promise of God through the prophet Nathan had not been fulfilled. But yet they believed somehow God would fulfill it. And so the angel Gabriel said to Mary, he will be the son of David. You know, he will be the one who will pick up again, as it were, the throne 
of God. So Anna and Joachim and all those would have been praying for the coming of the Messiah like all the pious Israelites at the time, but she had the joy of actually seeing him. We're going to listen to number six now, which is uh, Anna Otrebile. Uh, it's going to be sung by the Amakawe, Anna Otrebile. It's a beautiful hymn, again, uh, reminding us that we are celebrating in a special way St. Anne, the mother of Mary, who was the mother of Jesus. Come back. Uh, I'm still talking to the uh, ladies of St. Anne and indeed to all our Catholic and Christian people. Um, you know, we have always, the theology of the church, uh, dear women of St. Anne and in friends throughout the country, you know, the, the, the church's deepest nature is expressed uh, in a three-way, three-fold responsibility. The church has the responsibility of proclaiming the word of God, the kerygma, of proclaiming the word of God. Secondly, of celebrating the sacraments. So, proclaim the word of God, celebrating the sacraments, liturgia, liturgia, liturgia. And thirdly, the church has the responsibility of exercising the ministry of charity, diaconia. Now, I, I was really taken by, uh, and he's a wonderful theologian, of course, uh, Pope Benedict the Sixteenth. you know, in his letter, Deus Caritas Est, uh, he emphasizes this work. I'm speaking to you, St. Anne's, and to all our laity, that this work of diaconia, of service, uh, of charity, of mercy, of reaching out, of caring for God's people, in politics, yes, in work, yes, in wherever you may be, uh, and this is your task, and this is of crucial importance. It is of the very nature, at the very heart of the church. Because we're sometimes inclined to say, there's the priest saying Mass, and that is the work of the church, and it's been done by the priest. But the Pope is saying to us that the work of service is of equal importance, believe it or not. Let me read to you what the Pope says, Pope Bendix says. As the years go by, the church spread further afield throughout the world, and the exercise of charity became established as one of her essential activities, along with the administration of the sacraments and the proclamation of the word. Uh, it goes on to explain love for widows and orphans, prisoners, the sick and the needy of every kind, is as essential to her as the ministry of the sacraments and the preaching of the gospel. Now look at that. There is a very powerful statement. You know, um, love for widows and orphans, a care for prisoners and the sick and the needy of every kind is as essential for the church as the ministry of sacraments and the preaching of the gospel. The church cannot neglect the service of charity any more than the church can neglect the sacraments and the word of God. And this has always been the way. And even today, I really think you could argue that the diaconia, this service that you are engaged in as lay people, the service of charity and caring for others, uh, is in South Africa today is probably the most important witness to the church. Uh, even more important as a witness uh, than even liturgy and the proclamation of the word. Okay, they're all uh, uh, linked together. They're totally bonded together. And one without the other would fail. But uh, why do I say that? Because people today, 
most people in South Africa today do not attend, for example, the Catholic Mass on a Sunday. I mean, there's 55 million people in the, in the, the country. The vast majority of them do not see our liturgy, but they see you. They see your kindness. They see how you care for the sick, how you are there at funerals, how you support each other how you are engaged in all kinds of projects of teaching catechism, of caring and providing food uh, parcels and so on for the needy, of visiting the sick, of going to the hospitals. They do see that. And that is what strikes them, that the church is alive. So, uh, dear laity and dear women of St. Anne, uh, do remember that. And finally, you know, uh, dear St. Anne's, and indeed this applies... uh, in a particular way to the whole church. But dear St. Anne's, you know, if you want to see uh, how the local sodality, the local meeting, the local group of St. Anne's should live like, then read the Acts of the Apostles, the the, the, Apostille, the Acts of the Apostles, uh, chapter 2 and chapter 4 in a special way, because there you will look at the first and earliest church, the church after on the day of Pentecost, in fact, in chapter two, these are the people gathered together. This is the first parish, the first community, and this community is made up of the apostles of Jesus. This community is made up of those, I'm sure, who are healed by Jesus. Very, very, very likely, a person like Saint Anne could have been there. Uh, Mary certainly was there, as we're told in the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, these, this is the community, and what do we see? Uh, are the qualities of that community, uh, which is meeting together in Acts chapter two and Acts chapter four? We find, first of all, and I'm quoting, they were they they devoted themselves. Uh, to the apostolic uh, teaching and to fellowship. So, the teaching of the apostles. In other words, they were, they were, the, the, the apostles brought them the memory and the teaching of Jesus. The memory and the teaching. So, this is so important, dear St. Anne's, when you meet together to start with the Word of God. The Word of God is what motivates you, what bonds you, what inspires you, which, which guides you. So, you must, first of all, as I say, uh, like what the apostles tried to do with the first church, uh, you must first yourselves try to come to know Jesus. You must be evangelized. So you must ponder on God's word and that will bring unity. That will bring unity. So don't start off with finance. Start off with reading God's word. Secondly, we read that these early Christians uh, broke bread and they prayed they broke bread. That's the Eucharist. They go to Mass. They receive Jesus. They receive the sacraments. This is a second thing, as St. Anne's, uh, you must try to do, to praise God with a sincere heart, as the Bible says. But also, I say, bring prayer into your homes, even though it's one decade of the rosary, even though it's one verse of Scripture. Whatever. Do some little thing uh, to bring the, the, the Word of God uh, and prayer into your homes and also at your meetings read from the scriptures and thirdly they sh- we read uh, the early community they shared everything they had chapter 4 they shared everything they had and you know much better than me because you're out there trying to keep families together how hard difficult life is today uh, uh, you know 
so difficult uh, for families, so difficult for youth because um, there's difficulties in families, there's difficulties with youth, there are difficulties because of poverty to rear children. You know, and many of you are bonkunu and you are rearing a second family, the, the, the families of your sons and daughters. This is all a burden that's placed upon you. And so do share with each other, lighten each other's burdens. Uh, and so in this way, really and truly, you will bring the church alive. So we learned that from the early church, uh, uh, how to do that. That is uh, to listen to the scriptures, to pray together and break bread, especially at the Eucharist, and also to share yourselves, your time, listen to each other, console each other, advise each other. And in that way, really, uh, you will go out into the world. And this is so important. We must take the gospel, the love that God has for the people, out to the people. We must do that. We must do that. This diakonia, this uh, service, this is the, the most visible witness uh, that Jesus is risen from the dead, even more than the liturgy. Of course, the liturgy is the summit and source of Christian life, absolutely. But people, the majority of people in the world do not see that, whereas they do see charity, they do see love. And so I say with these words, I want to once more congratulate and thank the St. Anne's and all the uh, members of the church who are so active throughout. Next week, then, uh, we will be in Marion Hill. I won't be with you because there is the bishop's meeting. We'll be talking about many things. We'll have a full day's meeting with the youth from all over the country. We'll be talking about the racial situation in our country. We'll be looking at seminaries. Uh, we'll be looking at uh, uh, the, the pastoral plan of, about evangelization and how we can all together as a church respond more to that love which we have received from God. So with these words, uh, we'll just end with a, a verse from the hymn.